It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomaine.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners, if you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are now listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Need y'all do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube uh, right now so you can stay in the know of every single episode that's coming up in this fantastic 2023 new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, so glad to be back on the microphone on the ones and twos. I had a wonderful, relaxing time in Phoenix with my family. Shout out to everybody in Phoenix, Arizona. They were very 
very kind, very hospitable to myself, to my husband. Uh, I had a good time with my sister-in-law and her family. I do not call them in-laws. Like when I tell you I married into the best family, I, I literally hit the jackpot of all families. So shout out to my amazing in-laws, my sisters, my uh, my parents. Uh, I mean, just just absolutely wonderful, wonderful people. I have no ill will uh, towards them and uh, every single one of them. It's always a good time. So I had a great time off. I hope everybody had a great year. Uh, first few days into the new year have been absolutely exciting for me, even before I got back onto this microphone to talk about things that are going on in the new year in sports and other things like that. So we're going to get right into it. But let me give a special shout out. Uh, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why momentarily. I, I want to give a shout out to, and hopefully you have Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, you need to get Instagram. Shout out to Natasha Simona. She's on Instagram. The Natasha Simona Sequence is her show. She does a morning show. She does a nighttime show. And shout out to her executive producer, Rick Party. He, you can find him on 104.3 jams in chicago uh load up the audacity app uh, odyssey odyssey i don't say the audacity <laughs> the odyssey app on your phone or your computer odyssey.com pull up 104.3 jams rick party his show is on uh 10 to 2 on central standard time and i want to give a special shout out to them because on one of her shows she had the legendary broadcaster from espn jay harris on her show and unbeknownst to me, that was on the audience. She had sent me a message uh, saying, hey, you know, do you ready to talk about, and I'm going to talk about it uh, in this podcast shortly about the uh, Damar Hamlin and the update on him. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. But, you know, let's talk about, you know, let's go into it and, you know, and give the audience an update of how he's doing and uh, what the Buffalo's, what the Buffalo Bills organization and the teammate, his teammates are doing. And so I, I was ready to, you know, start off her show with that with a sports segment and then she was going to have Jay Harris on and I just was so happy to be in the audience because this man is a legend um you know he's been on the broadcast almost 20 years he had talked about it during the conversation that he had with Tosh and unbeknownst to me she had cammed me up and I got to talk to him and when I tell you that that was a moment uh, for me, that was just incredible. And let me back up a little bit further because this is what I did. So when this year's a big year for me, and I think I mentioned it uh, right before the holidays, this is a big year. Your girl turns 5-0. I'll be 50 this year, 50 in March. And I wrote 50 things that I want to do in 2023. And look at that, my list, one of the things, and several things on my list, and we a few days into the new year, and several things have already happened. And one of them was that I happened to, that I wanted to either have on my show or somehow meet network with some incredible television, sports media person personalities that, you know, I admire because of their work, because how they connect with the audience, because of some of the things they may do off camera off the microphone and you know are so into the community and then I've spoke so much about how much I admire people that are well known to have a big platform what they do in their communities and how much they make an impact and so she had came me up and I was able after freaking out because <laughs> this was big because I, I admire the work that Jay Harris does and him and Hannah Storm which I hope one day I'm throwing that out there to meet her too uh, do so well on Sports Center, and they're just an amazing tandem right there at the sports desk. And to me, and I got to tell him that that he connects with an audience 
not just, you know, reporting on sports and what's going on in games and giving uh, the audience an update on, you know, different games that took place, basketball, baseball, football, you know, championship games, you name it. Uh, but just, you know, the way that he connects with an audience is absolutely incredible. So I got to talk to him and I got to ask him about the legendary Stuart Scott and what advice that Stuart gave him. And I was so doggone nervous. I took so long to ask him the question because I just wanted to get it right. And he gives an incredible story and I have it loaded up on my page. Uh, but if not, uh, you know, you can catch a snippet of it, but definitely follow Natasha Simona at I am Natasha Simona. S-I-M-O-N-A, and she has the full interview with Jay Harris and what he, how he got into ESPN, which is quite extraordinary. His wife was the one that submitted his resume into uh, getting onto SportsCenter. So it was not all of his doing. That was a fascinating story. And then the advice that he got from Stuart Scott uh, for an event that he uh, went in place of him because this was unfortunately the time where Stuart's health wouldn't allow him to travel at the time and gave him a piece of advice that said, do you? And the story is absolutely remarkable. So if you have a moment, you can go on my page, Marisa underscore Tigney, T-I-G-N-E-Y underscore podcast and check it out. But like I said, the full interview on um, I Am Natasha Simona, and she also has a YouTube page. It's absolutely incredible. But I wanted to get started a show and just give a shout out to them because giving me an opportunity to come on their platform, uh, her platform, you know, and then Rick Party uh, on his uh, radio station as well. I, I just get so honored to have those opportunities since, you know, a new girl in the game uh, as far as uh, podcasting and media and everything else from two years in. But as I said on other platforms, and I've said on here that I'm always a student of the game. And in order for you to improve and to move up to different levels of where you want to be, you always got to have that opportunity to learn and to grow your brand. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them and shout out to Jay Harris, who's now officially following me on Instagram. That also was, you know, an amazing moment that I had on my list. So if you do not have a vision board or you do not have anything that you have written down that you want to accomplish this year, I highly suggest that you do it. So that myself, I wanted to challenge myself, not, not only the fact that I'm getting out of the 40s and stepping into a new chapter of 50 and this whole journey that I'll have for the next 10 years, but I want to elevate myself when it comes to this podcasting and, and comes to, you know, being a better wife, being a better daughter, being a better sister, being a better auntie, being, you know, the best that I can be in every field of what I write down. I see it before me. I want to make sure that, you know, when I come and those thoughts come to me and say, you know, you don't have enough experience or, you know, you're not at this level or you're not mainstream or you're not on television, you're not be able to get this guest. Uh, you know, that I can look at what I wrote down and, you know, turn that negative into a positive and, you know, just press on and, and try to make things happen. And when I tell you that I got some guests coming up on this podcast, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm so excited about who's going to join the show soon. So um, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube right now, I am decked up in Honolulu blue because shout out to my boys Alliance, first of all. Yes, we didn't make the postseason, but you know what? We didn't make the postseason, but we didn't have a losing record either. You know, we did what we had to do to take care of another team that didn't make the postseason either, which was the Green Bay Packers. And not only that, 
my boys have swept them. And I put a video up and everybody was commenting on and everything else. But what I tell you, I am passionate about my boys. And I was giving a shout out to the real fans, the real one pride fans that have been with this team through and through since either they was raised as a Lion fan or they became a Lion fan through somebody else. Uh, those are the real fans through the lowest of lows when this team was the first team to go 0 and 16 to the highest of highs, which I would say this moment right here. Um, media experts, and I've talked about this on my show, media experts said that this team was going to only win three games. And this team found a way to win nine. And that to me is, is a lot of grit. They were featured on Hard Knocks this season. And you heard you hear all the time about, oh my gosh, Hard Knocks is gonna be a season killer because once you get on Hard Knocks and they have the cameras rolling and they're behind the scenes, that's where your season tanks. And in the beginning, it, you know, listen, it, it's 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 been ups and downs and hills and valleys, the highest of highs, lowest of lows of being a Lions fan. And but I, I am dedicated to my fandom. They're like, this is my team. This is what I raised in Michigan girl um, from Lansing, you know, but my big Detroit teams, they're, they're it, right? And so I've had people like DM me and post up saying, oh, gosh, your team is one and six, same old Lions. Get ready to pick second or first in the draft. You know, y'all can't get any worse. And somehow throughout the season, the back end of the season, things started to click. It won two games. I was like, all right, you know, let's let's just keep it going. Because you had the Texans that were struggling, and then you saw somewhat the decline of the Bears starting to happen. So all this was taking place. Then they win three games. Then they win four. And you're like, oh, all right, maybe I should, like, come have a couple of sips of the Hallelujah Blue Kool-Aid. Like, people were like, I'm sipping it. I'm, I'm bathing it, and I'm baptizing myself in. I'm like, I don't know about that. But, you know, let's slow it roll. I mean, we're four, we won four games. Let's pump the brakes on all that. And they just kept winning. And this last game, to me, like, you'll see it up on my video if you're following me on, on Twitter and on, on Instagram and on TikTok. I posted it on TikTok. I, I literally had to pull over. I was on my way to the store, and I literally had to pull over when I got the alert. And I just screamed because this was everything. I think there was three people. And shout out to, uh, shout out to these three people. Like, America, uh, this was, here's the thing. Let me back up because I'm just so excited about my team. We're the only ones, once again, that did not have a Sunday night, a Thursday night, or a Monday night football game. All of our games were in the afternoon, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 12 o'clock Central Standard Time, 12 o'clock for me because I'm in, I'm in Texas. So there's a lot of games I couldn't see, but I have, you know, shout out to having Fire Stick and my husband getting it because he is a Cowboys fan. So shout out to my amazing husband that, you know, was like, listen, here you go. You can watch your games, make all the noise you want. Uh, in the other in the other room, you scream at the TV. So uh, some of the games I was able to catch and you know watch and review and, and intense. And when I tell you the back half of this season and what the coaching team has done and what Dan Campbell has done in his third year with this team has been absolutely amazing. Jamal Williams breaking a thousand yards uh, and getting 17 rushing touchdowns against Green Bay the last game of the season. I mean, he was just an absolute man on a mission. Aiden Hutchinson, I don't know where in the world people had thought that he was going to be a bust. I, 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 I mean, you just get these naysayers to just make up things. And this is even the, the, the Detroit 
and those in the surrounding cities, though their little shows and media outlets and all of that was saying he was going to be horrible. I don't know where they got that from, him being the number two pick in, in the draft. It's amazing how a full circle, uh, full year just comes around. When Jacksonville, shout out to them, Jacksonville Jaguars are in the postseason. They were the number one pick last year. We were the number two pick last year and got Aiden Hutchinson. And coming off of a horrible, I think we were 313 and one or 314, it was horrible. But to come off of that and have a nine and eight season, not many people picking you, fair weathered fans jumping off the boat and trying to come back on, people burning jerseys, you know, yelling at the Ford family that, oh no, you've got a failure of a coaching team. Oh, Dan Campbell is not that guy. Um, Jared Goff, you know, what kind of quarterback did we trade for? We need to bring back Stafford. I mean, every single tweet and Facebook posting of this was just absolutely mind-blowing of all the fair-weather fans. And some of them I had to mute because they were just so toxic. So to see Jamal Williams break Barry Sanders, the GOAT, and I already put it out there in the atmosphere, and that's on my list, by the way, of the 50 things I want to do in my 50th to have Barry Sanders, the GOAT, number 20, the running back legend on this show for the Detroit Lions. He broke his record, and it was really cool for Barry Sanders to go on there and give him a shout-out and to thank him. Uh, not thank him, but just basically congratulating him and said, you got more to do. There's, there's more in you to do. So, you know, and so now he holds the record, Jamal Williams. Uh, Kirby Joseph, outstanding. Again, Aiden Hutchinson, outstanding. Jared Goff not throwing an interception in the back end. I don't think that has been said enough. Jared Goff did not throw one interception. And in that game, Aaron Rodgers – the, as Stephen A. Smith says, the bad man that he is, he threw a pick, right? So all of this stuff happening, shout out to Rex Ryan, shout out to Tony Dungy, shout out to Terry Bradshaw, the legendary Terry, Terry, Terry Bradshaw, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. America on Sunday night said that, you know, 55% picked, and it's probably from us, the real fans, <laughs> the dedicated fans that said that we were going to win. 55% of America said we were going to win it. And that was the only nighttime game that the Lions had in the cold temperatures showcased at night. And, of course, this was, you know, the hype that was happening. It was blown up for everybody to watch because for uh, once again, for the Lions, they had to hope that Seattle would lose to the Rams and that the Lions had to beat Green Bay in order for them to get that seventh spot in the NFC um, for the, the for the wild card. And then it took overtime. Bay of Baker Mayfield throwing a pick. Thank you, Baker Mayfield. Um, and then uh, their kicker kicked it uh, from Seattle, kicked it and made it into there. And then, you know, Seattle claimed that uh, seventh spot. So it was a bit, whoever it ran the social media, <laughs> whoever ran the social media uh, on Twitter literally was cheering for the Lions. And it was just like, it, it was, it, I was just so salty about it. It's like, okay, they're in it. They're cheering for us. I don't want them to be in it. I want them, us to be in it. So it was just sad to see, you know, that my boys were eliminated. But you know what? Head to toe, Honolulu Blue today. That's what I'm rocking. Kids, I'm so proud of this team. I'm so proud of Dan Campbell and this, the coaching staff. I, I can't wait to see who we're going to pick up in the draft coming up in April. We got two picks. Uh, we got the Rams pick. I think we said at six and seven. Then we at number 18 with our pick. So it is the first time in a long time that the Lions are not in the top 10 for a pick on their own pick, not besides the pick that we're going to get from the Rams. But that is how they ended the season at nine and eight. 
I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just proud of this team. I'm proud of the grit. And that has been talked about all season long, the grit that this team has had. Uh, they finally found a way to make it happen. And I, I cannot wait to see uh, who we're going to pick up and what's going to happen for them uh, at the end. So, but nevertheless, we're not in the postseason, but you know what? Uh, it's it's going to be a great postseason after all. Uh, I have the Bills uh, going, and I and I had this before everything took place with the situation that happened on Monday night, uh, the unfortunate situation that turned out to be an absolutely amazing miracle uh, after a week. I picked the Buffalo Bills. They were my early pick to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think it's time, and it's not – when you think of the Buffalo Bills and you think back of the Jim Kelly era, he was their quarterback – and the multiple times that they went to the Super Bowl and just couldn't get it done. And, you know, Dallas Cowboys had that team led by Troy Aikman and um, they, they, they won the Super Bowl. And it was many times, I think it was four times, three or four times that the, the Jim Kelly led Buffalo Bills got there and four times they were denied. And I picked them all four times during that Super Bowl. They're like, okay, this is their year. They're going to make it happen. Didn't happen. Next year they get there. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man, uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromaine.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature, and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that, listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the heard that with Marisa Tigney podcast. The uh, football players have said it is hard to get to uh, the postseason, let alone win your conference, let alone get to the AFC championship, the NFC championship, and let alone get to the Super Bowl and win it. Uh, so they are my pick. They are my pick more so now because a week ago, that scary, scary situation that happened with Damar Hamlin, safety for the Buffalo Bills, uh, taking that uh, he went in for a hit. It was like 558 left in the first quarter, and he had tackled T. Higgins, right receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. This was at the Bengals, uh, Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals Monday Night Football. This was for the AFC number one seed. So a lot of uh, application, implications were on the line when it came to this game. 
And so 558 left in the first quarter. He tackles, textbook tackle on T. Higgins, and then gets up and attempts to take two steps forward and collapse. And I had uh, someone on my show, on my IG page, on my IG live, and unfortunately the, the connection didn't come in, but they were typing through the chat so that the, get, uh, the, the people that were joining the show could see what the experience was like for her right there on the sidelines watching this game. And she had said that Raycor Stadium, right, and, and, and when the Bengals fans are out there, she goes, literally, she goes, trying to have a conversation out on, in, the, in the stands, you know, when you're watching, the, you know, your team play, it's hard because it's that loud. It's that intense. She said that particular night when like five minutes turned to 10 minutes, turned to 15 minutes, and then he was on that field for 23 minutes. She said literally it was so quiet in that stadium, you could hear a pin drop. And she had said that um, it, it, was, it was the most nerve-wracking moments uh, ever. And me watching this, I was watching this live on, on TV of years of football that I've watched one of the most painful moments to watch it. Uh, legendary broadcaster Joe Buck was with Troy Aikman, uh, quarterback, former quarterback, Hall of Famer for the Dallas Cowboys. And when you don't have words to say about the situation and you cut to commercial immediately after you come back on, that, that, that right there is... is is intense. It's it's a moment where you're just like, okay, this is serious. He's not moving. What is going on? And unbeknownst to the audience at that time, and I believe Joe Buck came on there and he said that uh, Damar Hamlin was going into cardiac arrest and they were trying to resuscitate and shock his heart. Your, your, your emotions are all over the place because this is the game you love to watch as a fan. Despite it being, you know, if your team is playing or your team's not playing, it's just so exciting to watch and see, especially if you have, you're, you're leading your team to an opportunity to get to the postseason, to get to a better seating. You know, you want to go out there and play your best, your, your best football that night or your day or whatever your schedule. So he was on the field for 23 minutes. It seemed like an eternity because you're watching it. And I respect their decision wholeheartedly. Uh, I think it came from either both coaches, uh, on, on the, both sides of the, of the field or it just came from, you know, Goodell or however it, it, it came down to uh, deciding not to play. And so the tough decision from all of that was, you know, should this game count? Should this be resumed? Should, you know, the Bengals, they were leading 7-3 and, you know, they had the ball. It, the ball was in their possession at the time you know, what the decision was made. And it came to the conclusion that, you know, this game was going to be thrown out to the displeasure, uh, came across on social media to the displeasure of several Bengals players saying, hey, we had the lead. You know, this should count as a win. We should have an opportunity to be the number one seed. But it did not happen uh, with the Chiefs taking care of business uh, this past weekend. They got the number one seed. And so I believe they played that. Did they play that? No, that wasn't. Yeah, they did. They played and they got the number one seed. And so uh, that took place. But the beautiful thing out of all of this, out of all of this that happened, is Damar Hamlin 
we, he was in a medically reduced coma, induced, not reduced, induced coma, and had woke up and uh, was alert afterwards and then, you know, kept getting better. He was still in critical condition and went from critical condition to actually uh, getting on a, a Zoom call with some of his coach and some of his teammates that actually saw him smiling uh, and, and interacting with his players. And the cool thing was when a couple of the doctors from the University of Cincinnati Medical Hospital, shout out to every single doctor and EMT that was you know, involved in helping save this man's life. Uh, he had woke up and the first words that he had wrote down because he had the, the tube that was in his mouth, he asked, you know, who won the game? And the doctors responded, you, you won. You won the game of life. And so, you know, over the next few days, him processing the fact, you know, what happened and, you know, how it, it was in the reports that he saw um, him, you know, unfortunately collapse on the field and, and all the situation there. So there was reports out there that he did see that and he was aware that, you know, what happened, his family, his parents were there, his uncles were there. Um, and he, having all of that transpire and take place. And so you get to the game uh, that was, he was able to get up and to, like I said, interact with his players and you get to the game for the bills this past weekend, which was, was so amazing because this, here's the thing, you heard that nation. If you don't believe in, in God, you know, I respect that, you know, that, that's, that's, that's what you choose and everything else. But there was so much God wings in this game. It, it when the bills took on the Patriots and this was at home. I mean, it was it was just absolutely mind blowing. So Damar Hamlin, he tweets out to his guys, you know, I'm ready to watch the game, support my brothers. You know, he had the heart emoji up, the heart with the hands up, had that going where he was well known that with the pictures that circulated around. And also, side note, his nonprofit organization, Chasing M's, um, that he set up in college to raise twenty five hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars. Okay, that's what you want to do uh ballooned up and now it's over eight million and you need to check out his foundation he does uh collects money which goes and buys toys for kids for you know their birthdays and for christmases and different holidays and like that there when i tell you this is why i love the game of football so much before i go into this part about the god winks all over the patriots bills game Every single team, every single team that, that played on Saturday, on Sunday, on Monday, all of everybody, everybody wore anything with the number three. So it was like prayer, prayers for Damar, and they had his number, his jersey number is number three. His jersey sales went number one on the NFL website. Uh, I think there was another website that I saw that it sold out, which was absolutely incredible. Um, his nonprofit ballooned up like i said over eight million dollars uh was donated to that toys were donated um people from different teams wanting to do toy drives and want to help out and uh you know just saying dedicating every single game to to damar hamlin uh prayer circles you I mean it was it was it was powerful i think this was the the patriots bills game where they had a live shot of everybody coming into the middle of the field to pray. 
both teams, coaches, and it had, you had the cameraman that were around. I didn't believe I saw a cameraman that was also, you know, there. He was bound as at the price. Everybody there for number three. Uh, both number threes in the Broncos Chargers game. Russell Wilson uh, was in the, they both met in the middle. And I believe it was Walker, and I can't recall his first name. And they met in the middle and they prayed. That was a powerful moment. Just you see so many of that and how it isn't about the game itself. It's about coming together for a person that loves the sport, that was a six-round draft pick, um, that, you know, every every time that he was on that field, he, you know, put everything into every single play. That is why I love this game. And it's more about the pigskin. It's more about, you know, wins and losses, even though you want the wins and not the losses. But to have people tweet about, you know, prayers for Damar. Hope he's okay. I want him to wake up. I want him to, you know, be okay. Uh, prayers for his family. Uh, no mother, and his mother was in the stands at the time when he did collapse. No mother should have to witness that. It, it was it was absolutely amazing the amount of people that came together for one incredible individual uh, that is, you know, through his nonprofit and, and everything like that there. So, when it came to the kickoff, I believe the Patriots won the tone, the coin toss. And so they deferred. So the Bills won the coin toss. So they, you know, the ball is kicked off deep into the end zone. Naeem Hines gets it and takes it all the way back. And I believe it was a 96 yard or 96, 97 yard return off the bat. That was the first play of the game off the bat. And it's, Everybody there, it, it, Buffalo Bills fans losing their minds. It's cold outside. It, it was just, you, the camera picking up brilliantly, everybody's reaction on the Buffalo Bills bench was outstanding. Josh Allen was just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I can't believe it. And Naeem Hines would do it again twice, twice in a game. And so post-game, uh, Buffalo Bills won 35-23, and they're in the postseason, and they're sitting at the number two in the wild card. So after the game, this was absolutely incredible, and I talked about this on, on another show. Abs absolutely incredible. So he's he's talking um, postseason. He's like, yeah, he goes, this we obviously dedicated this game to Damar. We can't wait for him to come back. Uh, he goes, but I just got told that it was three years and three days this, this is the game that they just played with the Patriots. Three years and three days to the day that they had their last kickoff return. I got goosebumps, man. I mean, I even though that this was already talked about, I got them again. I mean, three years, three days, he's number three. Everybody is prayers for number three. How, how can you not, you know, that right there is, is a sign. That's a God wink. That was all over that moment. And so that was absolutely powerful. So, uh, and now Damar Hamlin has been released from the hospital. He made it back to Buffalo safely and he is on IR for the rest of the season. But I'm going to tell you what, that man is going to be cheering as loud as he can uh, to, from his, from his house. And, and I'm sure that his family is going to be surrounding him with so much love and so much cheers for the fa this family or for him, for the Bills, for the organization. 
Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting road in this postseason because, I, like I said, I picked them to go. But Damar Hamlin, when he was released, I just want to read this statement. This is so amazing. He said on Twitter, headed home to Buffalo today with a lot of love on my heart. Watching the world come together around me on Sunday was truly an amazing feeling. The same love you have all shown to me is the same love that I plan to put back into the world and more bigger than football. So he's planning to give back uh, most definitely because again, his nonprofit just completely blew up. So uh, I'm excited that he is a walking miracle. I'm so glad that he has been released from the hospital, that he is on demand, uh, even if he does not. And by the way, too, if he even if he does not play another down, which I did not know these uh, this information um, of you know payment and everything else, uh, that the NFL because he's only been in the NFL two years, and I believe it's like three or four years is where you get a pension. So once you play three or four seasons in the NFL is where you get a pension. So a lot that the NFLPA has tweaked and retweaked, and I don't have the numbers and figures and all that in front of me, but he would not be, would have not been able to get a pension if he unfortunately cannot play again in the NFL but it was decided that he would get his full entire contract in full. And I believe it was 3.4 million for four years that he was going to get. And so he's getting that paid in full. I'm very happy about that, that he's going to be taken care of. So I hope that this, uh, when they decide uh, the 3.4 million that he's going to get, but this right here of this situation of this happening, if it, if, God forbid, it happens to another player because again, football is a very rough sport that we all cherish, that we all love, you know, football fans like myself, but these players need to be protected. So I hope the NFLPA, President Troy Vincent, Roger Goodell, powers of B, take a look at this and see what they can do to make sure that these players are properly compensated for putting themselves, their, bi their bodies, their mentals, all of that on the line for the sport they love their job that they come to that that's what they got drafted for and, you know, and get to, you know, play in their dream career, the NFL. So hopefully they get an opportunity to do so. So the wild card is coming up. Uh, I put my picks on my heard that page on my heard that Facebook page. If you happen to be following, I already put my picks up, but the wild card matchups are going to be happening this weekend. Cincinnati is at home against Baltimore. We got Buffalo at home against Miami. Jacksonville, again, shout out to them for turning a full season around. Uh, Doug Peterson is my coach of the year, even though that uh, my coach, my, my wonderful Lions coach, Dan Campbell, is coach of the year in my mind. But they are at home hosting the Chargers. And then you have Minnesota at home hosting the Giants, 49ers hosting the Seahawks, and then Tampa Bay hosting America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, my picks were Minnesota. Niners, uh, I put the aging Tom Brady's because, I mean, the man is almost 46 and still is out there slinging the ball. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, Bills Mafia all the way, and Jacksonville. Those are my picks that I have going into the, the wild card matchups uh, heading on to this weekend. I want to end the show by giving uh, all of his flowers and a shout out to the incredible, the incomparable, well, his government, Justin James Watt, but everybody knows him as number 99. J.J. Watt, who has officially retired from the game of football, um, 33 years old, became a new father, is a husband. And, uh, you know, he has 
done so much on the field and so much off of the field. I mean, some of the accolades he's had, he's been a three-time defensive uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He's a Walter, Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. He got that in 2017. Uh, really noted for the, the wonderful thing that he did for all the victims of Hurricane Harvey that happened. Uh, he started a fundraiser and literally it blew up overnight and he raised millions of dollars and he was a man of his word and went there right on site and started handing out food and talking to people and, you know, signing jerseys and signing, you know, different things to, to everyone and hugging people and just giving them so much comfort. Five-time first team, all pro second time, uh, two-time second team, five-time pro bowl, uh, two-time NFL sacks leader. Uh, I think Canton needs to go ahead and get his jacket ready. I believe he is a first-round automatic uh, pro football Hall of Famer, hands down. I mean, there, he shouldn't even have to wait uh, for for that. Like that, that it should be a non-negotiable. Uh, I, I, it was awesome to watch his career. Uh, majority of it was with the Houston Texans and on the back end with the Arizona Cardinals. So. Uh, shout out to you, J.J. Watt, and congratulations on a 13-year career. It was honored. I mean, as football fans, we are honored to watch what you've done for the game and what you represent for the game of football. And I know that you'll be getting a knock soon within the caliber of the five years that you have to wait for your name to be announced for a first-year Hall of Fame ballot, and you shall be on it. So uh, it's going to be exciting what he does from here, if he goes into coaching, if he goes into uh, whatever that he goes into. I know that it's going to be absolutely great. Coaching, uh, broadcasting, it's, it's going to be awesome. So, you know, congratulations, JJ, on an amazing career, and um, good luck to you on your next chapters. And thank you, everybody, for checking me out, for listening, for watching. I appreciate you. Again, uh, you can follow me and subscribe. I heard that with Marisa.com and check me out on YouTube. And as I'm rocking my Honolulu blue, and I shall shout out to my amazing Detroit Lions. I cannot wait for football season to resume for us. And next season, well, actually, it starts with the NFL draft. But I know that we're going to get some amazing pieces. And uh, we're going to we're going to do the dang thing. I, I, I truly am. And I will keep saying this <laughs> uh, every opportunity that I have. So, and hopefully have an opportunity to be there live at the draft. Gonna, your girl's going to try to be there. That's on one of my things on my uh, 50 things to do my 50th year. So uh, appreciate everybody. And as I always, always end the show, take care, stay safe. And I'm going to add one on there. Check on your friends and your loved ones. We want to make sure everybody's mental health and wellness is in a good state. Take care. Stay safe. I'm out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.